0: You can't wait another minute. You can't put it off another day. Your life is too valuable to forfeit your destiny. So let's start something new. Now, <laughs> let's go. When we are bitten by life unexpectedly, it can often cause damage beyond recognition. And the truth of the matter today is that many of us are living our lives out of the eye. Didn't see that coming. experience. No, your faith will say that God is still fighting for me, that when your perspective tries to convince you that you are down and out, your faith will remind you that it is God who has all power in his hands, who is still working things for you assertion of the fact that mercy is present means this y'all without the existence of mercy that outcome would be different meaning if mercy wasn't present it would be another way but jeremiah says that because of the lord's mercies which now means that we have to shift our outlook What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your Next Now podcast. I am super excited because the good news this season is that we don't have anywhere to go. I know a lot of you have been with our podcast for a while while we have been testing out and intermittently kind of putting things out, but today I am excited because I have one of uh, my great friends who's here, and I have a plethora of amazing guests who will be joining me all season long to help to encourage you, pick you up, turn you around, and help you to get on a new track not tomorrow but today so today's show is super exciting because we're gonna be talking about winning in the weight with my friend my sister pastor Shalandria Taylor Taylor what's
1: up girl what's going on thank you for having me on oh
0: man listen I'm so glad that you are here today I mean. I have been really excited about getting my podcast back up and running and just being able to spend time talking to people on a day-to-day basis. Um, Not only is it important that we're finding places to inspire people and to grow people, but I believe that this medium is just so huge. There's a lot of opportunity for the church to be able to be a blessing on a day-to-day basis on demand, being able to provide platforms like this. So I'm super excited. I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. This is dope. Yeah, cool. So what's new with you? How are you? I'm sure there are listeners who want to hear from you today about what's up with you, what you have coming up, what you're working on, like what's the deal, what's your Taylor?
1: Ah, uh, We're doing uh, quite a few things. Um, of course, we're still in the middle, beginning, and we don't know where we are in this pandemic anymore. <laughs> However, uh, <laughs> we're still working, so still traveling, still doing things, still running the mentorship program, Young Sisters Incorporated, and definitely working on getting our Church Girls Gone Wild conference up and moving. Uh, for 2023. So, so you know what? That's, that's
0: funny that you touched on both of those things, because those are actually two things that I really wanted to kind of launch off the conversation with. Number one, I wanted to, of course, talk about Church Girls Going Wild, because I really want to dive into how you came up with the whole Church Girls Gone Wild theme, like what was behind that? I mean, I think there are people who want to know, but I also want to know, because there may be people who are listening um, who may want to know how to, or if they can be involved in Young Esther's Incorporated, or um, how you go about, you know, having many mentors in that program or mentees rather in that program so tell us a little about both
1: um young masters inc we started that uh in 2013 Uh um we had our first actually our first meet and greet right in the stores at forever 21 they shut down the stores and allowed us to come in and we brought all kind of things in there chairs Uh cookies cakes Everything, right? So it was, it was really good. And then from then on, the mentorship program, Church Girls Gone Wild kind of burst out from there. And I, I was talking about Church Girls Gone Wild in my garage with my dad. Um, there was, in, in Houston, there was no conference primarily geared toward young women. Mm-hmm. Um, so Church Girls Gone Wild, the name... And I know it throws people. I mean, I've gotten so much. That's the part. That's the part. Ah. Help, help us understand how you came to the name. I, Girl Gone think, Wild. I think it was, I knew that it would be an attention grabber, but ah. I also knew that it was something that people would have to come and experience. So it's not, yeah. you know, and we know what Girls Gone Wild is. We, If, if you were born <laughs> in the 80s and the 90s, though, it's that, you know. Born. It's the what, MTV <laughs> era for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you were born, then you know what kind of what that is. But um, no. Uh it's a it's a place where you know we're not if we can go wild for everything else, mm. the the church and for the kingdom is the one place that we should not be ashamed to go wild at. And if you've been to Church Girls Gone Wild, which you've preached at Church Girls Gone Wild, mm. it can get wild, right? So it's not, oh. <laughs> it's not just a a typical, oh. you know, c- common late. No, it's it's classes, oh. it's resources, it's networking, it's sisterhood, it's bonding. And you will get a Holy Ghost Smackdown When you're there Oh, listen to me
0: (laughs) A Holy Ghost Smackdown In case you are not familiar And the idea or rather the name of Church Girls Gone Wild Has thrown you off Be very clear I've had the privilege of sharing in this conference And when she says Holy Ghost Smackdown She literally means like the Holy Ghost comes And like lays you out himself in this service Because the anointing is certainly on The Church Girls Gone Wild conference So whenever Pastor Taylor Releases the information for next year's conference, or is it this year? 2023.
1: We're heading to 2023.
0: I want you guys to make sure that you participate and you register and be very clear. She's not hurting for attendees. Every time that I've gone or the times that I've been able to share, the attendees have been in the building. It's been super packed. So you don't have to worry Absolutely. about you know us marketing this because we need people to come. No, I'm telling you that you need to bless yourself by showing up at the Church Girls Gone Wild conference because it is certainly Definitely. set to be a blessing. So let's dive into this conversation. Um, okay. Winning in the weight. I mean, this is something that I think is so... Oh, man. Misdirected. This conversation is something that I think is often taken in the wrong direction in the church because I think that a lot of people automatically assume we talk about winning in the weight or talk about the weight. We're talking mostly we kind of gathered this idea that it's towards like singles or people who are just waiting on, you know, whatever. But you know, in this season, Taylor, I got to be serious. I have discovered that the wait for me was just a huge transition. Like mm. I'm looking at a time where my dad is 80 years old and wow, he is set to retire at any given moment. Now he'll be celebrating 50 years as a pastor this year. And wow. my, my senior pastor at the church that I currently serve under is set to retire between 20 and 24. Um, It's kind of up in the air right now. And so for me, there was just this huge transition that I was going through personally. And I was feeling super weighty in the weight. Like I was feeling so heavy and so kind of afraid because I really didn't know what was next for me. So this time of pandemic has also been a weight. It's been a time where we have been forced to kind of sit with ourselves and deal with our realities and start to dive into who we are, what's next, where we feel ourselves or find ourselves when this is all said and done. And so the weight is actually something that is so much bigger than, Oh, I'm waiting on my man. So tell us a little bit about what your idea of, of the weight may be. Like, what is the weight for you? And to those who are listening, what other types of weights do we experience in life as, as people?
1: I think that there are a lot of different experiences in waiting. Like you said, it's not just about waiting for a mate it's waiting for, um, Something to come to pass. It's yeah. waiting for the business to take off. It's mm-hmm. waiting for an idea. It's waiting for different types of relationships. I think yeah. in in any pattern of life, one thing that is consistent is there is always a waiting There's process. Always a waiting. Yeah, and that that waiting process is not always fun. And, yeah. I, and and a lot of times I don't really think it's designed to be. I think the waiting process is designed to put us in a position to not just get to know God, but get to know ourselves in the waiting process. So I think there's a plethora of of ways that we wait.
0: Absolutely. And then I think that one of the biggest things is a lot of us wait for the promise. The promises of God. Like, we always talk about, you know, God made me a promise. God... When? Listen, he told me something. The prophet spoke to me 10, 15 years ago, and I'm still (laughs) waiting for it to come to pass. But I think that one of the important things that people have to understand about the wait is that the posture in which you wait matters. So let's talk Mm. a little bit about the posture of a winning individual. Like, what do you feel is important to those who are in a waiting process to, to posture themselves? How do you advise and suggest us, even you know, whether it be spiritually, whether it be in the secular, what are some things that you feel like we can do to combat um the 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 overwhelming uh, feelings that come with the weight?
1: Um I think spiritually one is the very familiar scripture be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Right? The word still means to become relaxed. The word know means to become acquainted with. Mm-hmm. So what he's essentially saying is you relax because you've become so acquainted with me that you know that I am God. Ooh. Like, I I know that even in this weight, and it's so frustrating. And I think that mm. to be 100, like, I don't think I've ever really dealt with anxiety until uh, the weight kind of started and things started moving and happening. And it's like, whoa, I haven't felt anything like this. But that scripture brings me back to the ground. It brings me back to a place of, yo, you have testimonies. He's mm-hmm. done this again over yeah. and over. It's not like, don't front, don't act like you don't know him. Don't end. You know him. Yeah, yeah, you've become so acquainted with him to know that I'm good. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. Things are happening, but I'm good. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And he has a proven track record. You know, at the end of the that, day, if you know him, you know his track record,
1: right? And he can't lie. So, you with the good footer. Let's just he <laughs> Re- literally relax. relax. And that's, that's what keeps me. I am, well, I, I'm not going to... Go ahead.
0: I want you to give that to us again. Be still and know. So still means to relax. I want y'all to hear that because that was relax. so powerful. You need yeah. to relax in the way. Like, literally, rest your nerves. Like, chill out. Just breathe. Calm down. <laughs> That's how I be sometimes. Like, literally, sometimes I'm talking to God. I feel like God be like, listen, just calm down for a second, right? Like, Fact. But then, as you're relaxing... It says be still and know. You talked about knowing is being acquainted with, right?
1: Uh, So mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. just
0: the fact that you already know him, but he's also advising us and giving us the free reign to become even more acquainted with him in the week. And that brings me even down to one of the things that I did this morning, which is a part of my daily prayer um, that I I choose to kind of... You know, uh, promote on, on social media trying to give people an, an avenue and a medium to do something that we probably get so distracted in our days that we don't do let's just yeah. pray really quickly right and one of the well, the prayer this morning was centered around the scripture that, that teaches us to seek ye first the kingdom of God right so when we're talking right. about relaxing ourselves and while you're waiting become even more acquainted one of the things that I wanted to deal with was the fact that I find in this day and time and this was something that I had to battle with myself yeah. right I have to be very honest that there came a time where I was so caught up on what I wasn't doing in the pandemic that I became more desirous or more, you know, pursuant of mm. the opportunity rather than the god of the opportunity and i'm gonna just That's be really, very real because this has been a very hard two years i mean this is oh, like, tough right so let's be, let's be real enough to say that for someone who is used to living in opportunity it was difficult for me to cope with the fact that opportunities had now changed so i'm like god okay Well, 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 what's going to happen with this and what's going to happen with that? But while we're relaxing and we're becoming more acquainted with, what I found is that one of the most important postures you can take and the weight is being one who seeks ye first the kingdom of God, because when right. you seek God, opportunity will come. Like, that is ah, just something facts. that I've been living in for these last couple of months. Like, God deal yeah. with me with my, with my yearn and the things that I chase. I don't want to chase any opportunity more than I chase you, right? But mm. a lot of people get distracted in the weight, and we start chasing what we want more than the God of what we want. Speak to that. Speak to Speak to that. Speak yo, to that.
1: Speak I to mean, that was real. Mm-hmm. Um the when when we when we often say the scripture that God will give us the desires of our hearts and we start chasing those desires, we mm-hmm. never look at the A clause of that. We always mm-hmm. forget that it says, No, no, no. First you have to delight yourself in Him.
0: Oh, there Seek we go. Seek the kingdom. Yeah.
1: Then He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Right. That that is predicated on you spending time with Him, delighting yourself in Him, want, mm-hmm. wanting to be with Him. And in those moments is when he'll transform our wants into his desires without right. that piece of being waiting and delighting ourselves in him. Right, there right. is no transformation. So then we mm. do chase after our desires and we he do chase after it. opportunities because there is no transformation of our will in yeah. that moment. When we delight in him, it gives him the opportunity to transform us and our desires into his desires. Yeah. So in that yeah. point you do, it's not just about, that's not the good part. The good part is not him giving us desires of our heart. The good part is we find peace and solace in resting in him. Right. And when I rest in him, then he'll give me the desires of my heart because he knows that he can trust me with those desires now. Exactly. Exactly. And that
0: and that's one of the things that I think is so key. And what we're bringing out, I think what is important to know that we're talking about is really prioritizing your posture in the week. That Love is that. the most important thing. We are really really what we're what we're unfolding in this conversation is that in order to win in the wait, you have to have priority, right? And that priority yeah. has to be that while I'm waiting, I'm going to trust and seek the God of my wait. This even draws me back to the scripture that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek diligently. him. And and one of the things that I feel that we kind of miss often is that diligence, right? Because with diligence mm. comes persistence and consistency, right? Sure. And 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 that persistence is like, God, I'm going to really, really get on your nerves about this because I really want you to understand that my faith is rooted in the fact that only you can do this for me, right? So when we start talking about winning in the weight, I believe it is important for us to understand that God requires us. To find priority in the way, even during this time True. of pandemic, this time of pandemic, yeah. listen, we I'm still have very, a
1: responsibility.
0: Listen, I'm gonna be very, very blunt, I'm gonna be very clear, I'm gonna be very <laughs> vulnerable. This has not been easy for anybody. Not at all. if if there is somebody who is out there listening to this and you feel like you're by yourself, let me tell you something. We have all felt the impact of this. And Taylor, can I be real? There was there was a point in my life in my journey in this last two years where I was like, God. Where was the hedge of protection for us? Like, you know, for those of us who are are worshiping, serving, following after you, like, but, but, you know, I found out that the wait was not just for the world. The wait was for us too, because there is often a resetting that takes place in the time that you are made to wait. Right. But the, the difficulty is when people miss the opportunity to be stretched in the uncomfortable place. Mm, I, I, want you, I want you to deal with that. I want you to talk to my to the listeners about <sighs> how it is that you deal with being stretched in an uncomfortable position. I go I go to boxing class, Taylor. I'm trying you know, we've been working on this. Okay. Session. I mean, but I ain't been taking my Apple Watch, so that's why you ain't really seen my progress <laughs> yeah, or whatever. I was gonna ask you about that.
1: I was gonna ask you about that. Listen, i ain't seen no. We I were seen on nothing. a
0: little we were on a little fitness thing for a while. Taylor done Where? kept it up. I'm proud of you. you. Look good, you know. I'm very, very proud Thank of Thank you. you, girl. I had to get back into it. Let me tell you something. When I went to my boxing class for the first time after months of not being there, I had to sit out for like 30 seconds and just kind of breathe and wait and just take it back because I was being stretched in an uncomfortable way. Talk to the listeners about... How it is that we spiritually and even in the natural how we deal with that stretching process? I know you can go on for this for, for a minute. Take your time with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> uh, it's one. It's very necessary, and two, because we're stretched does not mean that we have we forsake our responsibility mm. in in doing what we're supposed to be doing. You right. know, even when we talk about the workouts, you know, I was always an athlete, but an athlete in your in your teens and twenties, yeah, it's different from the athlete when you're coming into your thirties. <laughs> uh, so, I, even through this, through this workout process, I was stretched beyond what I thought that my capacity was. Wow. But my trainer was constantly pushing because, for some strange reason, he knew yeah. uh, that I could take more pressure than what I thought I could. Right. And I think that that's the same thing with God. You're saying, mm. God, this is too much. Yo, this Mm. is a lot. I mean, even in this pandemic, I was, I mean, every other day, I was probably like, God, if you just want me to be a nun, just say that. If you just, you just want me to sit down. (laughs) I mean. You you want me to sit down, just say that. (laughs) Because this, it hurts. It It hurts. hurts. Mm. It's uncomfortable. Somewhat embarrassing. Somewhat like,
0: yeah, but
1: still, even through all of that, I could not forsake my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I made a commitment. And in that commitment, that commitment says, you still have to do what you have to do. You can cry, but you can't quit. Absolutely. You know, you can, you can holler, but you can't quit.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: so I think that stretching, uh, the determining factor is not, is not how much you think you can take. It's how much God already predestined For you to take. And if he's and if he's done that, then he can trust that you'll kind of fulfill that and and get and get through that process, which is a constant ever evolving process.
0: Absolutely. There is a point that you just made about the weight, right? And that is that there is no period in which any weight or any difficulty gives you the authority to abandon your assignment, right? And that's just Mm. the bottom line. My father used to tell me that all the time. Marissa, there is never an issue that gives you the authority (laughs) to abandon your commitment to God. I said, okay, sure, right? But that's important because what happens is a lot of times we become distracted by the weight. And what I find is that we turn the distraction of the weight into uh, desperation. So we start right. moving desperately when we really should be moving diligently. He is a one of those who diligently seek him, right? So a lot of times people allow the distraction of the weight to become a deterrent that puts us in a place where we become and start moving in desperation. That's when you start finding people who are moving on their own accord, doing their own thing, kind of making stuff happen, making the way when in all actuality, God says, let me provide the way, right? And so sometimes the spirit of distraction turns into us settling for anything right that's when so that's when now if we move into a conversation about relationships that's when we find out that people start looking for love in all the wrong places or that's when we find that people are willing to abandon their loyalty to themselves and even to others in order to be around people that they know that they ordinarily wouldn't be around so you start to kind of find yourself slipping into bad habits when you operate in a spirit of desperation right and so one of the things that I want to wanted to deal with was this idea of self-love, right? Um, being able to love oneself enough right. to not allow oneself to settle. But a lot of times I find that the self-love theory is now becoming a distraction, right? Anything in 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 too much or in in a big capacity can be overindulgence, right? Anything can become right can become we can overindulge in it right so Mm -hmm. this whole self love thing right that I believe that we are kind of on in this day it's become a deterrent from people actually getting back into the sanctuary
1: Mm mmm I'm I'm
0: self loving today. I'm gonna go brunching. I'm gonna go to the spa. I'm gonna I'm self loving, so I deserve some rest and some relaxation. Right. So Andrea, what is that point where where our self love we be, we just overindulge like too much? Like like literally, what is this this spirit of laziness like? Like now, Timothy Figueroa, my good friend who I I'm gonna have later on in this season coming up, she posted something the other day that said the church is going to stand after this pandemic. So make sure you're on the right side. Talk to the people who have become so distracted, right, by the time right. that we've spent in this, that now we've over-theorized ourselves into, oh, he doesn't need me to come and to serve and to be in the house. Talk, talk to that spirit. Talk to that right.
1: spirit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's serious. Uh, it's serious. Are, 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 it's it's serious because we, we literally find ourselves everywhere else. Every. I was about to no, say really. that everywhere but the church. Everywhere no, but the church. I mean, we're in the malls. We're at the games. Well, we we're in the malls. Doing everything. But you know what, though? Someone put up something, and I forgot who it was. Otherwise, I would totally give them credit. But I Was really it JJ? Who it was. I don't remember.
0: Okay. They said
1: something. They were like, the pandemic. I think it was my, my drummer, oh, Ryan, uh-huh. Ryan Mateer. Ryan, if this is you, I'm sorry if I'm messing this up. But he says, it's not that the pandemic changed the church. It's that the pandemic changed me. Mm. Right? Mm. So I'm like, hmm, okay. But I think that people are changing. And I, I, I'm not saying it's a green light to not come to church. I think, first of all, number one, love comes, there's an order of love. There is love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Absolutely. Right? And and I'm not saying that you being in church means that you don't love God. However, like we said before, there is a prioritizing here that has to take place. What are we prioritizing? Are we prioritizing ourselves over uh, our service to God? Are we prioritizing Mm -hmm. ourselves? Do you put yourself first or do you put God first? Do you put your relationships first or do you put... Certainly you know what I'm saying right. what you do for what do what is it that you are prioritizing right. first you know what I'm saying and, what, and where that is is where your heart is. So I think that it, it needs to be not just a heart check um, but a priority check to see in what areas Absolutely. am I prioritizing myself. Right. You know, do do we know that you can have church at home? Yeah. Ain't nobody true. We're not crazy. We know (laughs) things are changing, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, again, where is our service going? There are people that still need love. There are people that still need community. There are people that still need to be around other saints to continue to uplift and keep themselves. Um, So I think that all those things are taken into consideration and sometimes this self-love thing can, even though it's a beautiful thing, it, it can become kind of toxic because Ooh, yeah. we're we're constant <laughs> we're constantly pushing and promoting ourselves, which right. individually that's okay. But for the kingdom, we have a job collectively as kingdom. the kingdom of God kingdom. to 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 do something. So yeah, God will God will use your individuality in right. order to bless the church at large collectively. Yeah. So
0: I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, it's there is still to me a strength that is only found in the sanctuary. I'm sorry. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I love, you know, the idea of being able to visit 50 million churches on a Sunday morning. Right. And but one day. Okay. I mean, I jumped from Houston to Dallas to Baltimore (laughs) to New York to Florida to Atlanta, and I'm done for the day, right? It's amazing and it's an an awesome opportunity, but I do feel that this weight has produced so much of a weightiness and a laziness at the same time. Because like Pastor Taylor said, there are people everywhere else. Listen to me. Oh my God. (laughs) I went to the American Dream Mall um, two weeks ago, which is in Secaucus, New Jersey. If you've never been, it's a Great mall, it's bigger than the Mall of America, owned by the same group. Super dope! If you're ever in the New York area, go, but do not go on a Saturday, especially not during tech season. Because let me tell you something. The way that I was in shoulder-to-shoulder traffic in that mall was just unreal, and I'm talking about people that no mask on, mask on, you know, whatever case may be. But I'm saying that I'm looking at stadiums, I'm looking at arenas, I'm looking at people fill these spaces again. But why is it that we always have to have an excuse when it comes down to the church, right? And some of it may very well not just be pandemic related. I think a lot of people are really wrestling with that same question that I was wrestling with God: where was the hedge of protection, us? Because so many of us have been impacted in such a major way right during this time um people have lost jobs people have lost churches i mean churches have closed by the droves i've watched pastors fall i've watched you know organizations go through huge huge impacts from this and so a lot of people are still trying to recover from the weight of the pandemic and i'm not talking about the W A I T weight i'm talking about the w-e-i-g-h-t weight right i want you pastor taylor to speak to people who are wrestling with the weight of the weight Right, people who mm-hmm. are just downtrodden, people who are just discouraged, and you know, just dis- just dis- distracted, and who have been going through this weightiness. And I, I want you to kind of give us a message of hope. I want you to give us, you know, some word of-, of encouragement because I know that there are people who need to hear, not just to come back yeah. to church, but to believe again. What do you say to the yeah. people who are struggling Ooh. with their faith in the weight?
1: Yeah, um, very familiar passage here. Weeping man door for a night it mm. comes in the morning. Right. Yeah. I thought about that. And the Lord really dealt with me on that because even though when we think of morning or when we think of, you know, the scripture and we, you know, we, 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 we know how to rail it back and, and hoop and holler and do all we do. Right. Mm. But the, the reality is we don't see technically when the season, when the night changes, the night mm. changes at the darkest time. We think that because we see brightness and we see a morning Ooh. that that is an indication that change My has come. And, it, and that's this. not the indication that changes come is not light. It's still right. dark, mm. you know? So even in your darkest moment, we may do it for a night. It's dark, right? Dark. But in that moment transitions over to midnight and then midnight transitions over to something else. The season right. does not change when you see the sun come out, the season changed when you were sleeping. The season mm. changed when it was dark. The season wow. changed when you were crying. The season changed when you were weeping. The season changed Whoa. when you were still dealing with depression. But because you, you, the absence of light kept you from thinking and believing that it Oof. changed because you could not see it. The absence of light. I yeah. No, 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 no. It's talking. darkness that is an indication that something has shifted. Hmm. And you can't see it because you're asleep. Lord, Jesus. You can't see it because your it's dark. Ooh. Your soul is dark. Your Talk, mind is Taylor. dark. Talk you know to what I'm it. saying? Like it's dark here. Yeah. It's scary here. It's, it's a scary. it's it it's dark. But what you don't know is that it's already changed. Something. something the the change. sun coming out. The sun shining is, is 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 does is not the indication that it changed. It's that you made it through the night. Mm. So my encouragement is you just it make it tonight. through the night. Oh just make oh just make it through the night. I just want you dumb. to know this <laughs> is the no
0: seriously this is like the second time that I heard somebody really just driving that just I just when I don't know what to pray I'm just praying god help keep me through the night. I mean, literally, Listen. and I heard somebody say that a couple weeks ago, and I danced to times got better because it's like I be praying for big things for overcoming this and right. help me get over this mountain and help me da-da-da-da-da. Let me see the right day. God, just, just help me get through the night. If I could just get through the night, I can wake you through the morning, you know. And I think that kidding. is so monumental, it's profound to say that the absence of light is not. The indication of you know us being dormant or us being whatever. It's it it means that something has shifted while we were resting, something has shifted while we were waiting. While something we were waiting. shifted while, while we were, we were going resting. through. And this is what I found that a lot of times people equate the absence of light to the absence of God. But what oh. I have discovered is that the word that God gives you in the in the light is just as relevant in the dark. In other words, the dark oh. does not defeat Feral, the please. word of God. I'm done. Please sorry, go back. I just want the the listen. The, whatever God told you in the light is still relevant in the dark, and that's oh. all that I want us to understand that we don't have to feel that God has forsaken his word because it's a night season. Night seasons are not an indication of a power that has the ability to, to defeat God's word. Whatever God Yo. spoke in the light is relevant in the dark, like literally at the end of the day, we have to mm. often experience dark room seasons in order for development. Development only happens in the the dark in the dark i'm a photographer that's what we do we develop in the dark it, it is the the best place to stretch it's the best yeah. place to grow when you have the absence of light because a lot of times light will overexpose a a instrument or an entity Ooh. that is not yet ready to be seen Ooh, i gotta get out of here i'm done but i just so much- <laughs> chill chill I'm chill definitely. please I'm tapping out. But when we talk about winning in the weight, we got to understand that I could be winning whether it's day or whether it's midnight. Whether it's night. Whether it's I'm, midnight. I'm winning I'm winning. Way. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. Tell us what what is a what is winning in the weight, Taylor? Like what what can we quantitatively define as a win? Right, because a lot of people think winning is you know I'm back on top of my game, my business is flourishing, my calendar is popping, my money is this, that, and the third. But really, winning is an internal position, right? Because you yes. can lose a game and still be a winner. Yeah. Tell us how people can 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 define. What a win is winning. while we're waiting. Like what what how do we find ourselves, what position and posture should we see ourselves in? And I'm talking about everything from our prayer life all the way to our, yeah. our 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 uh intimacy with God. Like what what do you think that we can quantitatively tell people?
1: You're still winning. Think,
0: you're still winning. Yeah,
1: you're still winning. I think I think that having peace in the wait. Oh my God. <laughs> peace.
0: I, now that, I'm you can really just park your car right there. Cause if I got peace <laughs> while I'm waiting, I'm all good.
1: I'm okay. I'm okay. That, I'm okay. I, I, I may not have everything I want to have. I may not be doing everything peace. that I want to do. And we know again, this pandemic has, I have been warned out. Since when I say worn out,
0: we, we need to have a conversation all the line, baby. Uh, worn I'm worn
1: out. out. <laughs> peace, but even though I'm worn out, I have peace. I have peace. Pi- I'm, I'm peaceful. Thank I'm peaceful Jesus. because I believe that Bible. I believe, I believe what believe He that says. Book. Listen, if if He closes the if He if, if He closes the grass to make sure that birds eat and and mm-hmm. bees and flowers, is your life. Not more important. Come than a on, Maverick sparrow. City.
0: Come on, Maverick yeah. City. Music. Stop playing.
1: Like my life is so much more valuable than yeah. an animal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have peace in knowing that it may not look like it right now. My peace really is justified in the mm-hmm. fact that again, I have been so acquainted with Him that I know that He is not about to play me. Ooh, He's not about to play me. He's dropped that one more time. God is not about to play me. Listen, my sister Jennifer Trotter says it all the time. God is not about to play you. That's my peace. That's how I know that I'm winning when I know that I'm not, I'm not, when I know that I don't have to take medicine to calm my anxiety. I know that I'm winning. And and even though, and I'm not speaking against that, do whatever you have to do to maintain your peace, baby, please, please. Because (laughs) at the end of the day, we need you here. And however that is, you function, you function. But, um, I, I, I'm at, I'm winning because I, I'm i not running around like a headless chicken. I'm winning mm-hmm. because I there are things that I don't have to do in order to maintain my sanity. Wow. I'm at peace because I know that. <laughs> Watch it. Sal- and <laughs> that's, that's winning. Yeah, that is winning.
0: That's you know, the way. other
1: stuff is great. The other stuff is icing on the cake. My yeah, peace, cake. I'm winning because I have peace. I have
0: peace in the wait. Man, listen, that is so powerful. That is so monumental to this conversation and to those who are listening today. In... And under the auspices of, of us wanting to have this conversation, minister and speak to those who are suffering in the weight right now, what we take away from this conversation, out of all of the things I said, is that you can be in the wait and still have peace, right? Because you yeah. believe the word of God, you believe the instruction that he left us. And not only do you believe in, in the word and the instruction, but you believe in the promises that he has made to us. Pastor Taylor, you have absolutely ministered and spoken to so many things today that I know that people um, need to hear and they need to be able to take away from this. Do me a favor, give us one just wrap-up thought out of all the conversation that we've had today about winning in the weight. There may be something that's on your heart to give to and leave with the people who are listening today. So give us something to, to really kind of take us home and drive us out of here um, in this conversation. And, and let me tell you, just off top, thank you so much for just allowing God thank to use you. you in this conversation and ministering to us because we needed exactly what was in your mouth.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you again, sis, for allowing <sighs> me to 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 be a part. Uh, I think the final thought is it. It literally, oh gosh, I'm gonna sound so corny, but it really, it really won't always be like this. Mm, like, yeah, that's fine. Things have to change. Everything is everything around us lives or dies, everything around us evolves. We're constantly on this journey of being processed and nothing stays the same. Come on, Drake, nothing was ever the same. Stop playing. It changes. So you have to be at peace knowing that, yo, this might be bad now, but it literally won't be like this. And my frame of mind is, 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 is resonated in what I believe about God, what I believe about myself and what I believe about his plan for my life. And I don't have any other choice but to trust him. What else are you going to do? I don't have
0: any other choice but to trust him. That's major. I don't have any other choice but to trust him. Taylor. You are powerful. You have blessed us. You have spoken to us. And I am just really, really grateful, again, for you sitting down with me and giving me the opportunity to dive into your mind and to talk to individuals who are in any kind of weight. So as I wrap this up, whoever you are, wherever you are, I'm going to have Pastor Taylor to pray for us um, in our closing. But I just want to tell you that whatever weight you're in. Whether it be waiting in uh, this pandemic, whether it be waiting for restoration in your family, whether it be you waiting yeah. on another job or maybe you're waiting on that relationship and that thing that you believe God promised you, there is a way to still find peace and to be whole in your waiting And so today, as Pastor Taylor prays for us. I hope that you have utilized the tools that have been given in this conversation to be able to start something new, not tomorrow, but start it right now. Change your pattern, start disciplining yourself, Find yourself using your day to take a charge of and a hold Mm. of your life and your peace and your sanity and even the things that you allow to bombard your spirit. This is your moment. You cannot wait another day. Start something new now. Pastor Taylor, would you pray for us as we prepare to close
1: this conversation? Yes, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for your word that is coming to correct, but it comes to encourage us. We thank you, God that we believe in what you say about yourself. Yes, you Lord. said that you were peace. You said that you would give us joy. You said that you would cover us. You said that you would protect us. We believe and we trust in the integrity of what you say you are. Now, yes. God, I thank you for the people here that are that are listening to us, Father, that are in the waiting season of thank their life where you. it thank seems you. like there is no tomorrow, where it seems like tomorrow never comes. Father, I thank you that you are giving them the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the peace that surpasses our anger. That's the peace that surpasses our our depression. That's the peace that surpasses anxiety. The peace that surpasses all of our human emotions. Father, we thank you for being that peace into our lives. We speak the peace of God and the rest and the relaxation that comes in knowing you. We know you, Father, and because we know you, we thank you that all things really do work together for the good of them, that love those and those who are called according to your purpose. We thank you, Father, that even in moment of waiting, that you are causing things to work together. And even though in our development and time that we may not be able to see it because of the absence of light, we thank you, Father, that you are the light of our lives. We thank you that even though darkness may be prevalent, that we know that there is something that changes in our darkest moments. Now, God, we thank you for giving us what we cannot give ourselves, for giving us hope, for giving us peace, for giving us love. We bless you, you and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. Listen, everybody, make sure you tune in to the podcast again this time next week. My very special guest will be none other than my friend, my brother, Bishop Brandon Jacobs. And you guys know, whenever we have the opportunity to sit down and talk together, it's always something good. Our topic next week is modern-day holiness. Is it real? This is going to be a really, really great topic of conversation. I may have to do a part two, bring Pastor Taylor back, because I'm telling you, it's so interesting watching this generation practice their idea of holiness. So we're going to dive into it and talk about it on your Next Now podcast with Marissa Farrell. Thanks again for tuning in. Talk to you guys pretty soon.